Although most blended families are familiar with the departure and the return of the children and that cycle repeating itself from one week to another, that doesn't mean it is without its difficulties. In fact, this is a major sore spot for those that exist within this family dynamic. And while the formula for success may differ from one family to another, sometimes it is just important to know that this whole back and forth thing can be done the right way. Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. What is going on, Blenders? We are in a really awesome series, Being a Step Parent. I feel like it's going well, guys. This is this is a bit of a dream come true, if I'm being honest, as far as the content that's being created. I, again, remember when I was a young step parent, I'm still, I'm still young, <laughs> um, but initially becoming a step parent and just looking around asking, all right, where is my support? Where is the community? Where is the help? Because this is kind of crazy. It's awesome, but this is wild and I need some help. And I found very little, but these days more and more people are recognizing the need and stepping up to the plate. So to be one of those folks is a blessing. And I hope that this information, as far as being a step parent, functioning as a blended family, a piece of the blended family or having grown up in the environment. I hope it's been of help to you. And if so, let me know. If you scroll up to the description portion of the blended podcast, you'll also find my link tree in it. There is some more blended content that you'll have access to. And then you'll also have a way to reach out to your boy. Okay. I'd love to hear from you because we are in this together. All right, so again, we are still in this series and we are focusing today. Subject matter is when the kids return from the other home. Most of us maintain some type of custody arrangement where the child is with us for a portion of time and then they are with the other side or the other party for a portion of time as well. And this obviously looks different for almost all of us, but for the most part, we are maintaining some type of custody arrangement. And I feel like this topic is a really important one. This is something that hits home and affects step parents deeply. It has a deep impact on the family altogether, but step parents have a unique experience when it comes to the departure as well as the return of the child or the children in question. And as I was preparing for this episode, I will say that content and information was just flooding the brain. There are so many essential aspects of this experience that need to be addressed, that need to be pointed out and worked through. So there's likely to be somewhat of a two-parter to this episode, so stay in tuned for that. But what I do want to address today is our experience from the perspective of the step parent, the stop and go effect 
that we experience while our child is going to the other home and returning. I also want to address the conflict between our presumption and their reality. And then I also want to give some tips that'll help us navigate this process with grace. And I say help us because despite the fact that I am eight years in, I still experience some level of challenge within this process. But please don't let that be a source of discouragement. I am so much better than what I was and how I handled things early on within the first, you know, seven and a half years. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. So the first like two years, tough, very tough because I didn't necessarily know what I was doing or what I was preparing for, or I couldn't interpret some of the things that I was going through internally, externally. So it was an entirely different experience at that point. I am far removed from it. One of the blessings of the blended family experience is that it expedites character. (laughs) So I have developed a ton of character and understanding. However, there are some of those things that just kind of creep up and remind you that this is not the most comfortable experience. Again, challenge still exists at this point, but it is best for us to be well prepared for not what we're experiencing today, not just what we're experiencing today, but what's to come in the future. And then we can kind of unravel some of the things that we may have experienced previously. So let's go ahead and dive into it. So when it comes to our stepchildren, our children leaving our homes in order to obviously fulfill our custody agreement and side note, go to court and get an official custody agreement, word of mouth and just the trust, relational trust, that stuff can be it's fickle and it can be easily broken. So it's best that you go to the court and get something established so that you guys are on the same page and then you have a legal backing. I know that some people, some families don't exes, they don't really want to go that route because it seems extreme. It seems like things are getting personal. Guess what? This situation is very personal. (laughs) It is an extreme thing. So again, to have that support, to have that to fall back on when things kind of start to fall apart for whatever reason, it's best to be in a position where you can just present some papers and remind everyone collectively of what we've agreed upon. But anyway, back to the stop and go. So we are fulfilling our custody agreement. They're departing from our home and then they are returning at some point. And as simplistic as that process may sound, it is anything but that (laughs) many of us understand. It is a very complex experience and I'll get into it from the positive end first and foremost and by positive I mean we are building a rapport with our stepchildren we're building some momentum our relationship is being strengthened and it's just moving in a really exciting direction because who knows what things looked like when they started off maybe there were some hesitations maybe there were some insecurities as to whether we were going to be able to connect with them or not. We find ourselves connecting and then they are departing. They are going to the other side. 
And although we may be entirely familiar with this process, so we know it's coming, we know the returns coming, we know the departures coming, it can be really strenuous to go through this. You can probably equate it to like waxing, <laughs> like you put on that little strip, it's uh, nice and warm and everything, and it's comfortable, it's in position, and things feel really solid, and then all of a sudden, you're ripping it off, <laughs> and that that process is almost always <laughs> uncomfortable, and especially if you have it in more of the, the private regions, the more intimate areas, and guess what? Family is a private thing. <laughs> Family is a very intimate thing. So the tearing off feels really uncomfortable. It's really abrasive and we don't like it, especially again, if things are moving in a really awesome direction. And not too often do I hear step parents voicing this hurt and this pain like it does hurt. It is painful when someone that you are growing with and you care so much about and you're investing your time and attention to, they're going to be away from you for however much time. It is a tough thing to experience. Is it wrong? No, it's not wrong. It is in the best interest of the child and the adults, especially if it's an amicable situation, meaning people are actually getting along. But that doesn't mean that we don't feel a little bit of pain in that process. So if that is you as a step parent and you've been experiencing this and you haven't been able to express it, guess what? You were just seen. You were just heard. Congratulations. <laughs> we are in it together. And then obviously, if there is a departure, there is a return that takes place. And this is where things get a little tricky, especially for those step parents that still exist within that like two to three year period of functioning as a family. As I mentioned, if we're building rapport and we are strengthening our relationship, we are, you know, a little torn about them leaving or we can say waxed. <laughs> we can officially say we're a little waxed upon their leaving. Um, but when they return, there is a, a giddiness. There is an excitement because we want to continue to build on what was happening prior to them leaving. And there are times when we can just kind of pick up where we left off and it's great, but there are other times when that is not reflected upon them getting back into our space. This aspect of the stop and go can end up being really deflating for the step parent because they may not recognize the child when they get back, this feels like a different person. It almost feels like the things that we had achieved prior to leaving are no longer existent. The smile, the bomb, the twinkle in the eye, those things, I, they're, they're gone. So this fire and this excitement that we had as we anticipated their return, it is extinguished and that does not feel good. And as I mentioned, because this is such a loaded topic, the follow-up episode or the extension of this episode will kind of dive into their specific experience as far as the child. But from the perspective of the step-parent, this can be our experience from our perspective. And this is not the fault of the child, and it's likely not the fault of the other party. 
And yes, I did say likely. For the most part, the other parents on the other side, they are sane and they are not trying to sabotage your relationship with your stepchildren. This is just a reality that exists within the blended family when it comes to the departure and return of the children. And I will point out that their return can kind of feel like the stop aspect of the stop and go effect because they get back into your space and whether you were excited about their return or not, their life transpired while they were gone and now they've returned and it feels like extra emphasis has to be placed on them because it does, but there was a cadence that was transpiring in your home. And if you if there's just one child in question, then, you know, maybe you and your spouse were bonding and doing things. You guys had a degree of freedom. This was the experience of my wife and I. I we just had my stepdaughter to begin with, and there was an absence of children. <laughs> and it was great as far as our ability to experience what honeymoon and what an absence of children would have been like. And yeah, no, it was great, great connection. But when she got home, hey, things were put on pause, things were slowed down, our cadence had to change in order to place emphasis on her. And then it becomes more complicated when whether both parties brought children into the picture or the family is at a point where you guys have children that you created between you and then maybe one of the parties, one of the two of you guys have children from a previous relationship. So you guys are still doing family while they're gone and then they return and it's like we have to stop everything almost is what it feels like in order to accommodate this child or these children. And that's not an easy thing to go through. And it can also be experienced by their siblings, by their step siblings. Like every time Johnny or Sarah gets back home, all of a sudden I'm not getting the attention that I was getting. Or there is just this conflict that transpires because they got used to things being one way and now they're changed. And it's just this, again, stop and go back and forth and ever-changing environment. And that is a tough thing for everybody. This is the casual experience. This is actually one of the more positive outcomes of the blended family. And I say positive because that means that the other party is invested and they're present in the life of that child. And that is a good thing. It can just be really tricky to go through. And then we have to touch on the more trying experience of the stop and go. And what that looks like is the child is leaving, going back to the other home, and you're celebrating because <laughs> this child is a challenge. And there is difficulty with connecting with, bonding, and growing with this child, whether they are a source of conflict for your marriage for one reason or another, or they are causing challenges for their step siblings, whatever the case, like it is, it is just really difficult. And their departure means that there's literally going to be more peace in the home. And that, that is, a, it could be a real experience for a lot of families. So you're almost celebrating inside. You can breathe a little bit as a step parent because this person is leaving because things again have been challenging. But guess what? They're coming back. <laughs> they are going to return. 
And if you're celebrating the fact that they've left, how do you think your heart is being prepared for their return? There is a bitterness. There is a frustration. There is like a preparation for conflict that is taking place, whether internally or externally. You are getting frustrated prior to even entering into a moment of conflict. And this may offend some, but we end up kind of just being a brat about it. And I know it's not that simple for people because there are some really, really, really difficult stepchildren, extremely difficult trying again for your marriage relationship, for the step siblings and your ability to connect and bond as a family unit. That is a real thing, a real experience for many of us. But we have to check our hearts when we are again celebrating their departure and we are just completely outside of ourselves at the idea of their return. At that point, we have some deep issues. We obviously have resentment toward that child, potentially toward our family unit, and things need to be addressed immediately. And this is not an unnatural experience. I have experienced this as well. Again, these challenges still exist eight years in to a certain degree. But if this is just where I've set my planted my feet, if this is where I exist, then we have an issue. And that brings us into the other factor that we have to consider when it comes to the child leaving our home and returning. It's the conflict between our presumption and their reality. And I'll give you the exact definition of presumption. That is an idea that is taken to be true and often used as the basis for other ideas, although it is not known for certain. And if you are anything like me, you <laughs> presume a lot. And I do this as almost like a act of service as well as a defensive mechanism. So let's say the child returns home and there is whether behaviors, there is a vibe, there is an attitude that doesn't reflect joy or contentment or a desire to be back in our space. My presumption can be negative and that's what it was initially early on as a step parent i would presume that she didn't want to be present that she preferred to be in the other space and what that did for me is not only was it deflating but it was very frustrating and i felt that it was also disrespectful i did not consider her experience and the fact that she was adjusting or getting reacclimated to our space, having just come from another home, another environment where things are likely entirely different. I just presumed that she's kind of being a jerk. And if we experience this enough and our context, the narrative in our head is not good, what happens? We end up becoming either dejected as a result of the hurt that we are experiencing because we are interpreting it, their behaviors, their vibe, their attitude, we're interpreting it as rejection or we want to return the favor and all of a sudden we're being a jerk or we are rejecting them 
prior to experiencing that rejection ourselves. And that's the experience of the step parents that I had most recently mentioned, the ones that are excited about them leaving, but then feeling a some kind of way about their returning. Guess what? Before they even get there, the heart of rejection, that spirit of rejection, we're conjuring that up. We're preparing ourselves for war and for battle opposed to embracing their return with open arms. And the major issue with presumption is that the greater the distance there is between these two, as far as the presumption, our presumption and their reality, the more conflict and unease that everyone is likely to experience. So while we may assume that they don't want to be in our space, their reality can be something entirely different. As I mentioned, the reacclimating that is a process. Imagine being even a teenager, even 17, 18 years old, even for them bouncing around from one place to another. It takes a toll and it requires some time to get readjusted. So when you think about someone that's much younger, somebody that's 10 years old, seven years old, whatever the case, imagine their process of being in two entirely different environments. It may take literally a day or two, or even maybe if you're doing like the 50-50 custody, it could take the entire stint of being present in your home for them to get reacclimated. We have this selfish desire for them to, as soon as they return, we get back on the saddle and we want things to return to the way that they were prior to them leaving. And that is honestly just an extremely unfair expectation. So their reality may just consist of just the inner turmoil that takes place as they're getting reacclimated. They just left an environment and they are back into another environment. Their reality can also be tired them. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they were just on the go, go, go while they were on the other side and they're a little tired and therefore irritable. Maybe they lacked a bit of nutrition. They didn't eat as they usually do in your space. Maybe they did not drink enough water. We know how our kids can get when they don't drink enough water. <laughs> they just start getting really weird. Um, it's funny because <laughs> my wife and I, our initial remedy for almost everything is just like, dude, go get some water. And you know what? About 60, 70 percent of the time, they're good afterwards. And there are other times when they are really going through something. But <laughs> our first step oftentimes is just like, dude, go get a cup of water. All right. And then we'll talk in about 10 minutes. But their reality can be something entirely different than what we are interpreting based on, again, their response to being back in our space. And that does not mean that it's not difficult. I am still acknowledging the fact that this comes with challenge. Even today, when I pick up my stepdaughter or even now my niece, because now her dad, my brother and her, they, there's a visitation once a week. And when I pick them up, oftentimes it's quiet. It's crickets. They're not saying much. It seems like they don't have a ton of energy, much to say. And again, initially, early on, that would be offensive to me because I would look forward to reconnecting, to continuing to build. And I'm just like this person, as we approach our environment, they are just despising 
the moment that they step into our home because it's just less than what they were just experiencing. That would be my presumption. That would be my interpretation. And oftentimes, as a result, I'd be a jerk and I wouldn't embrace them. I wouldn't invest in whatever their time, their weekend consisted of. I'd just be like, all right, you're rejecting me. So I'm going to go ahead and reject you until you come around. And not only is that not fair, that is me functioning outside of my role. My role as their parent requires me to both think, believe, and function in an entirely different capacity. It cannot be dependent on whatever they are or are not giving me. But fortunately, over time, I've just realized that these people... Like they have, they live this different life. They have this different experience, alternative connections, relationships that are important and intimate to them. And then they are coming back into our space. So they are getting reacclimated. So it's important for me to hit the pause button, to be patient, to not judge whatever, again, they're giving me or not giving me. And does it hurt a little bit? Yes, it does because of the stop and go effect. I would love to just continue to build what we were building previously. But you know what? Reality is something else. And it's not fair for me to come down on them for being these young ladies that are navigating this really challenging situation. And before we finish this episode up, I want to give four tips that could be helpful that you can keep in mind so that you are not overtaken by this situation so that your character and your convictions are not compromised. And the first one is an easy one. Do not take it personally. (laughs) It's a difficult thing not to take personally because again, We're getting waxed, okay? It's nice and warm, and then all of a sudden we're pulling it off, especially when those intimate areas are getting waxed. Guess what? Family, it's an intimate area. (laughs) I love it. And what helps us to keep it from being personal is recalling our role, our role as their leader, as a director, as their parent, as a example of a human being and how they should operate. Those things have to remain the priority. Our responsibility has to precede our feelings. We are too often overtaken by our feelings. And then guess what? Our responsibility falls off the wayside. And then we are all of a sudden we find ourselves in contention with a child. That's not supposed to be what it is. Taking this stuff personally kills blended families, absolutely destroys them. So tip number one, don't take it personally. Tip number two, give them time. Give them time to get acclimated, understand that this is a young person going through some stretching that they are not designed to go through. They're just not um, having consistency and having security and a clear expectation are in the best interest of the child. The blended family compromises those things. So they need time. Give them up to it like it could be days. It could literally be days. It would be great if it was immediate. It would be great if it was a few hours Um, when they get a little older. This becomes a bit easier, but it can take some time for them to get acclimated to just this process in general. Um, So give them time. Number three, ask and listen. Have a conversation with them. Don't presume what their thoughts and their feelings are. 
interpreting behaviors is insufficient. It can point to some things, but it is not the best indication of where they're at and how they're feeling. So ask and listen, ask them how their weekend was, ask them if they are having a little bit of difficulty adjusting to the the back and forth. And I don't suggest asking these things frequently when it comes to the more intimate questions such as that, like with the blended family and how they're acclimating and all that. That's a once in a while thing that you can revisit, but ask them how they're feeling, what some of their thoughts are, especially if they're acting out in a private moment where literally you are looking them in the eyes and you're just asking compassionately, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Is there anything that you want to share? And then take them for their word. Don't assume Just give them an opportunity to connect and speak and just listen. If you want to speed up their ability to acclimate back into your space and and just feel comfortable there and and to look forward to coming home, then this is one of the best ways that you can do that. And number four, connect with your spouse. As step parents, we often feel like we are on an island. This is an isolated experience. Your interpretation of what's happening is oftentimes not their interpretation. What you're experiencing, the turmoil and conflict is not what they're feeling. And nobody is in the wrong for that. But the front needs to be united. You need to let your spouse know, your partner know some of the thoughts and feelings that you're having. Not all the time, (laughs) not frequently. If you're telling your spouse every week about how difficult this is for you, that is just discouraging. It doesn't help. But to express yourself, let them know, hey, this is some of the thoughts and feelings I'm having. And sometimes they get really negative. They can get really dark and I'm having a hard time. So if you can support me in this way, if you can pray for me, if we can come together more concerning specific details as to how we do the back and forth and whatnot, then that would be great. But a united front is a non-negotiable. You guys have to be tackling this stuff together in whatever different roles that you may have, but you have to be together in your desired outcome and on the same page when things get tricky. And what I mean by that is you may experience a circumstance or some type of hurdle that is foreign to your experience up to this point. But if you and your spouse are able to kind of land on the same conclusion, despite the fact that this, again, is something that you hadn't experienced before, then you guys are on the same page. Then you guys are moving in the same direction. And I'm blessed to say that that is the case for my wife and I. Like we can be apart from one another. Maybe one of us is unavailable and we have to deal with something. But the way in which we dealt with that is consistent with our goals, with what we want for our kids, with what we want for our family. So being a united front is something that is so severely important. I have no doubt that this episode has helped some of you step parents finally be heard and seen a little bit. And for those of us that are biological parents, I hope you understand your person a little bit better. It's a tricky experience. It definitely is, but it is possible for us to do it effectively, to do it in love and to do it in such a way that our family unit 
get stronger. Don't hesitate to share this with folks that are in need. This topic isn't being discussed enough. Again, I'm going to be coming up with uh, a part two or a follow up because this is a loaded subject. But you guys are fantastic blenders. I'm looking forward to the next one. Happy holidays. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you heard something throughout the episode that could make all the difference. Please take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of that blended goodness. Episodes are up and running on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. Until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.